3: With Conair Air Girl Bomb available
4: at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking.
2: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of smoking audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. A T and T. The Nikki
5: Glazer Podcast.
4: Ooh, 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 ooh. The Nikki Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. It's the Nikki Glazer podcast. Welcome to the show. It's Thursday, everyone. We made it. We got through the week. I'm in Los Angeles, California. Still, I don't know. Why I'm talking like this. Um, I feel like maybe that's how Meghan Markle sounds on her podcast. Dignified. She has a new podcast out. If you haven't heard it yet, don't. Um, I haven't listened to it yet. But um, is that what it's called?
6: Uh, it's called like
4: Renegades. No, it's it's no. It, it should be. That's such a good point. Um, I think it's called oh, it's called like archetypes. It's just like, come on, get over
6: yourself. Is it just her talking in the bathroom? It's no, no, she one, has a
4: guest, but apparently the first episode was with Serena Williams and she didn't let Serena get a word in and I go, Well, oh, I'm just like Meghan Markle. I felt for the first <laughs> time I was like, Wow, we're similar.
0: <laughs>
6: you could be royalty.
0: I used to do impressions I love the idea of, her of her Meghan on my Markle Instagram.
6: just being like in a closet, like welcome to Archetypes, don't tell Harry or anybody that I'm doing this, I know I could get murdered for talking or
4: even- Well, or I was thinking the same thing about it. I was like, man, she's, cause she, apparently the like the most controversial thing she said on the first episode was like, oh no, no, it was second episode, Mariah Carey was on, and Mariah Carey, I guess, I don't know why I'm saying that, i like, my Carey, my Carey said- <laughs> Your um, Carey? Turning into you. Um, you know, we all carry the weight of Mariah Carey. Uh, it's it's all of our burdens culturally. Uh, but she apparently said to her, like to Megan, Mariah was like, well, you've got a little inner, like you've got a diva in you. And Megan was like, uh-huh. like it was nervous. You know, I'm getting all this from the Daily Mail. Who's like, you know, anytime a celebrity walks out, they're like Rebel Wilson flaunting her flawless pins. And it's like, she just was walking to her car. She wasn't flaunting anything. So it's like, I read it on the Daily Mail because they're obsessed with her, but um, she does have to tread so carefully, especially in light of watching the Diana documentary. Like, but she's free from the royal family. Like, that's the point. Like, she can do anything she wants, even though I cannot imagine what how much money she's making from that fucking podcast. And rightfully so. I mean, it's every. I mean, it's number. I think it's number one.
6: But I mean, what do you British think? British pound. It's a lot.
4: Oh God. well, she lives in California. You know that, right?
6: Yeah, but they escaped. It, I know. Then it. Get sent over. It's
4: so hot to me. that <laughs> Harry left his entire family for her, and like said goodbye to all of that for her to protect her. To be honest, because she though, got suicidal. I mean, what does he like mean? Like his mom.
6: It's not fun over there. He's not having a good time. Do you it's know probably how the hard it time is effort. to
4: leave that though? I'd get out. It, like it's like leaving Mormonism. Like it might be hell, but it's all you know.
6: Like, no, I know. I'm I don't think. I don't. Around.
4: No, I know you are, but it's. It, I do find it like so fucking attractive that. Um, he did that for her, and like just how by her side, you can tell that he just like loves her so much, and you know risked everything. But I was thinking that um, this podcast that she's doing, I was like, it it like I would be worried, even though she's free of the royal family, like she has to still tread so carefully because everyone's watching her every move, wanting her to fuck up. Um, even me, you know, manifesting it. Uh, in my daily rituals, just being like, please let Meghan Markle misstep. But yeah, um, for sure. But she's, I I love that. I forget that interview she did with Oprah where she said she was suicidal, which anyone of that nature admitting as someone who has those thoughts as well, admitting that publicly is so brave. And um, maybe I'm tooting my own horn, but like I was just talking to last night, Whitney and um, Ben Glebe. We were at the comedy store and we were talking about. Admitting things that you think—I forget who we were saying something about—but if you say it, people won't want to work with you. Like if they, if you, if you say too much, you might become a liability, and that's always been my worry about saying I have suicidal thoughts. Is like, well, we don't want to give her the tonight show; she's gonna kill herself, and then what? What, what are we gonna do? Uh-huh. And it's like, well, it'd be great advertising. It'd,
6: it'd be, be great, great press TV. for you. Yeah,
4: yeah. If I do it live on air, no, I'm, I'm like, but it's not. No one cares. No one. People people you know chris farley was on a path to death and people were st- not intervening like as long as you're making people money they don't they're not looking if you're a liability down the road they want to make the dollar right now so it's like it's almost sad that no one cared that i was suicidal when i said it on like that none of my reps were like hey do you need a break <laughs> You know, or like yeah we got you
6: four more shows in salt lake they're city like, can you
4: say that more because that got you a lot of press I'm like, okay, I'm there was stressed. a
6: bump There was a bump.
4: (laughs) I'm going to do a couple to feel better. Um, But, oh, I was thinking about, it occurred to me when I was doing Kimmel, um, and I was, you know, we were talking about the hardest part of the show for me was, like, trying to be present during the interviews, hear what they were saying, laugh, set them up for good stuff, not try to make it about me, don't try to shoehorn punchlines. No one is going to go, wow, great comeback with Dan. Like, just be natural and there was a point that I wanted to make when he was talking about and maybe have gotten cut because, because I didn't see the interview, but he was talking about um Mel Brooks and Arnold doing voices for his cartoon and how it all happened during COVID. And I just wanted to say like I picture Arnold under a blanket, like doing voice. It's such an inside yeah. thing of like yeah. people who do audio know like how like <laughs> crazy it looks. Like so that you're under a blanket, like in a closet in a hotel room being like Dave Matthews Band Radio, Channel Thirty. This right. week on Labor Day weekend, like I can see Arnold so... like
6: inside one of his horses. Yeah, you know, like like <laughs> 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 like inside a Clydesdale. Oh just my like, I'm in Yes. Now. So I'm gonna do this for more Clydesdale. I don't. Know. Why did I give him a British accent? <laughs> He's like,
4: why could he? I, why do I picture him in a horse? That's weird. That I can because he owns do that.
6: horses. He's all about horses.
4: Oh yeah, there's like a pony like walking around his house. He I think, punches or a, a horse in the
6: face in one of his movies. Oh, in that one, and
4: I love that scene.
6: It's unbelievable because Conan. you can tell
4: it's so fake. Like yes. he didn't actually hurt the horse because the horse kind of just there's a, bit, a minute, a, a beat where it kind of goes like someone off camera goes fall and then it like falls. Well, I'm sure cute. there was a
6: conversation where Arnold was like, "Look, I want to hit the horse. It's got to be." Should believable. I just punch it?
4: <laughs> Should I just do it? <laughs> we can go to lunch earlier um they're like we might i bet back in the 70s though there there were like a little bit of lax laws about like yeah. stuff oh, of on course. yeah for sure like
6: you know what hit it with your left hand arnold animals were you getting know. punched oh yeah. for sure. hit it with
4: your left <laughs> give it yeah give it a break how many animals um, in
6: braveheart fell just after don't break its left? leg because we'll have to kill it i don't oh, know yeah. how they did that but braveheart they got hit all with spikes remember they well, all they ran were, into sp-
4: oh well mel didn't care the horses were jewish
6: They did have little yarmulke. He made sure to have Jewish horses for him.
4: Andrew, your—I did not see it. Your, um, your show. I did. I kind of texted you late on um, Tuesday night to see how it went. I assumed. I mean, I had no doubt it was going to be like epic, and I hate that word. But how was it? Tell us about it.
6: I mean. Zanies, without headlining. sounding cheesy so yeah i got to finally i did an hour the only other time i've ever done an hour you saw it was when i did my one man yeah show.
4: and, and I was it was there. an hour and a half <laughs>
6: yeah yeah and i it was and i like easily ran through an hour and a half <laughs> so i, I was had no question still that you had the, about the time. i was still worried yeah, about the course, time of course of course especially you know because you know there it's more relaxed about but i was like i'm gonna do these longer stories i'm gonna fucking put them in there i don't give a fuck and um I don't know the stories. It's just you, you've done it so many times, but the the timing and of a doing an hour versus like fifteen to twenty minutes. I don't tell
4: stories though, dude. Oh I mean,
6: yeah, that's, that's different. But but it's like this like feeling of like ba 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 like getting joke after laugh laugh. But like you could yeah. have moments where they're still listening, and I was just proud of myself where like I wasn't I'd crushing do that <laughs> at yeah. some point. At some points, and there was some quiet, and it was like and I just kind of sat in it, and I was very present, and I went into the- You're good about that. Yeah. You're good.
4: I watch you even in your smaller sets that you do, and I, I sometimes resent it because I can't do it, but you are able to get them back to a place where they're like, calm down again, and they're like, on the edge of their seats. You do not need to fill the silence. You're not insecure in that way on stage. And I think that... I don't know how I'm not. I don't know either, dude, because it doesn't fit anything else about you. But you really can do this thing where you just kind of like, will be. you'll just take your time. And I know that you know what's next. And sometimes you'll say like, you'll make it like casual, but you just can be in those moments. You can like take your time. It's really... I want to get better at being slower like that. But I, I remember Louis saying like, you can't have the highs without the lows. Like you, if you're going on a roller coaster and the whole thing is just down, you're y- by yeah. the end of it, you're just like, well, we got to have to, you're going to have to have moments where everyone goes, what's he t-? like, oh, wait, what's next? Like we're kind of like back down to, but I always get worried that Because I know about human psychology and sociology (laughs) and what people remember, that they're going to remember the moments where they didn't have faith in me to keep going. But the Uh, truth is, they do have faith in you. I am thinking that they don't think like I I can watch an artist.
2: (laughs) You do though. Yeah. No,
4: no. But yours comes across as like I'm fine watching you. I don't get nervous. Like there is a way to do it where you take beats. I gotta, I gotta learn how to do that. So you like had a loose moment, and yeah. Natural I felt one loose. man I felt showy.
6: Present, I felt like there was a hundred people there, so I was really yes. Like on a Tuesday night, like, that's
4: fucking amazing.
6: Do you think and, it's because uh, you
5: played sports as a kid
6: that it helps me for moments like this? Yeah. Uh, hmm. No, because I never was like the man on sports either. Like no, I, no. But I was always like yeah. the fifth best guy on the team or something you know like but why I never... would that help
5: noah
4: what's your right re-
6: what's your so there?
5: i was playing with my nephew the other day and he's you know like into sports and stuff and we were playing like monkey in the middle and he would like come up to me and try to tackle me and he had like no hesitation about it and i was thinking like wow i wonder if this is gonna like translate to later in life where you just go into something with no hesitation and um, I just know that mm. I never yeah. had that as a kid. I don't
6: know. The older I got, the more fear I I had in in sports. Oh and yeah. Sometimes with stand up, it's the same way. It's kind of a weird thing. You'll go to like a uh, a competition, and the person that's like two months in will have the most confidence in the room because they just haven't felt pain <laughs> of failing so Defeat much or they, they, they have don't like a know blind... how bad
4: it feels to get tackled yet
6: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly like your
4: nephew has not been
6: <laughs> beat punched up. in the
4: face or yeah. beat up you know what i mean like he doesn't know because that's when you start flinching is when you know when yes. you burn yourself on the stove otherwise you're true. putting your hand on the stove True, true. Yeah. and um yeah that's interesting like i think you're you right could, like yeah. the more you do it the more you you have more data where you're like, I know how bad this can go. Badly this can go. I did a set last night where I was trying to be more slow and like measured. The audience was terrible. Like no offense to people who were at the comedy store last night on Wednesday, but main room, you were drunk. It was not all of you, but there was like a couple people that were just too drunk laughing at the wrong times, like trying to make the show about them and like when they Mm -hmm. laugh. And so it was just... I heard it backstage, and I go, oh, this set that I'm going to try to get something done on, it's worthless. Like, I heard Tom Papa's set, and then when I, Tom brought me up, and we crossed paths, and I just go, he goes, they are drunk. And I was like, oh. And then yeah. it became so fun, because I was like, this all, I don't have to, I can just experiment. I'm going to go through, like, new stuff, and it was um, easier. And there were times where I was like, I'm not doing well. Like, I am, I, these setups are longer. Um, there was just moments where there's like too much silence for me, where I start to go into you're bombing if there's not laughter. <laughs> yeah. But I got off stage and uh, Ben Glebe watched me. Maybe he's just being nice, but he was like, "That was awesome! Like, it was great. It was actually great because I it wasn't that I wasn't funny. People were just listening, and it was interesting.
6: Ugh, and and people the were they're just you don't listening, need to have, and it's yeah, I know it. It that and
4: we need but you know what listeners. I We need people to go uh huh. Really? Okay, I'm still listening. Like, w- that's what comedians need is like constant. Like, are you guys still there? And that's why la- that's what laughs confirm. But otherwise, you think they're they're tapped out when they're just listening.
6: We had we we definitely had uh, besties there last uh, two nights ago, and um, yes. There was this one guy. And, uh, there was a couple funny moments with like crowd work. Cause like, I was really happy with my crowd work and like going back to the guy and bringing it in and like really just the rhythm of it. But one guy had his shirt unbuttoned all the way down <laughs> to like his, his belly button. And I was just like, this is, and you're sitting in the front row <laughs> facing the, aunt. I was like, you're what, what is this? Like, this can't be your look and whatever. like, I went in on the guy, but like in a fun way and, yeah. uh, and, uh,
4: did you call him like Benjamin unbuttoned. <laughs>
6: oh, that would have been Did you good. like where, have a fun? Where were you?
4: Th- well, th- listen, I'm in a relaxed state right no,
6: now. <laughs> no, but no, but my my point is is that so I'm like razzing him a little, and his girlfriend goes, "He passed a kidney stone and still came to your show."
0: <laughs> it was Aww. like, oh my god! That's, so that's so sweet. like your neck like just and Yeah,
6: and then I go, can anyone beat that? Does anyone have seven states? Oh, that's cancer? so fun! And <laughs> like, who has a better <laughs>
4: story of like what they overcame to get here? How yeah. far did you drive? Like, how many people? Like,
6: did, but I went right to you... cancer, like like late cancer, of and it, like it it hit pretty hard. We all but get there it, eventually. It, it would have hit harder though if like I probably didn't pick the most oh, good dude how but, but often my, my that's, point that's is
4: comedy for you is just like taking a oh. risk like that and then going oh man i was on the right path but i mm. overshot it a little bit
6: like his buttons um yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> i've done that so much where i go i take it oh my god this is so embarrassing i don't even want to say it because i don't even know how i can say this without um because i'm trying to be obviously more private about my um my personal life and my uh-huh. relationship because I like, I'm so obsessed with it right now and it's just the best thing in the world. And it's because I've chosen to be um, just more loving and like not as freewheeling with it. it's like, I can just say anything about my relationship. Like I'm trying to respect it more, but I'm going to, I'm going to try to get through this without breaching anything because I think it's funny. I was on stage and people already kind of know that I don't get, I was talking about jealousy and being jealous of JLo. And then I was talking about, I honestly, I've said it before. Like, I don't care on stage, so I think it's okay. I don't care if my boyfriend like hooks up with other girls. I'm actually turned on by it. And these two really hot girls in the front row, like front ish row, original room in the store. If you've been there, it's like kind of like a more like intimate intimate setting. Yeah, Yeah. feels like like a a bar show. I was talking (laughs) about like uh, you know, I've been the other woman before. No women admit to it, but like I don't care if you like. I I went after a guy that had a girlfriend. I didn't fucking care and. Um, I don't really feel that bad about it. And I'm grappling with that. And they were like, well, we're going to, and I go, no one ever admits to being another woman. And the girls go, we, and I go, except these fucking oars." And they go, we're going to fuck your boyfriend. And I go, it's funny you say that you think that I would be threatened by that, but I actually like that. You guys are very hot. Honestly, DM me. I will set it up. I will be turned on by that. And, um, And then I just took it one step too far. Like, do you ever? (laughs) Like the audience was kind of on board with it because it's just such an outrageous thing to say. But then I took it to a place where things I say in the bedroom that are like the, the, the shorthand that Chris and I have in our intimate bedroom setting of like the kind of dirty talk that we do. I'm so used to talking that way and having it be totally fine and like acceptable and almost sound like That's just the way you talk in the bedroom. Everyone must talk that way. That I said the most filthy thing I've maybe ever said in the bedroom, but it's something, it would be, you know, it's up there. And I said it about them fucking my boyfriend and then like what I would do afterwards. And it shut the room down and set like, it was (laughs) crickets so fast where people were like, (gasps) like it was it was all of a sudden like someone saw my porn search history. Like it's almost like I opened my laptop at a Starbucks and like my porn from last night was like ah, ah and you're just like oh my god, they just saw like it. Why is Hunter I, I Biden
6: like, on there? Yeah. It,
4: yes, it was so gross that everyone was just like Oh, and it was so funny because I also had this guy from Esquire magazine who's following me around that night and watching my sets, and he witnessed that. And I, I hope he does. He references it in some way because it was such a perfect example of me just being like too, too where I'm exposing part of myself that I think me being such an open person, I say everything. There are still things I can say that can absolutely shock people. And um, it was, but you know what it was? It was kind of like, I've talked about it before how I would like to do porn someday. Like it was impressively, por- impressively pornographic in a way that I think the silence was also people being like hor- too horny for it. I hate when I say yeah. horny, he goes, oh. but like horniness and comedy don't mix. Like your dick, if it's like has blood rushing to it, you you know, I've talked about it in my special. So I think it was that too, but it was just, it was that thing that you talked about where you're just like, oh man, I had them and I lost them on a dime because I just said something so gross, but I do stand by it and those girls can DM me and I would like to set it up. But um, no, I that's not my relationship right now. It's a, you know, not everything you say, say <laughs> about, has to be a reality. I just have to say i'm very happy in my relationship it's the best it's ever been and he's been in iceland for eight days it's awesome um do you find the distance makes the heart grow fonder
6: yeah no it does if for sure um i mean i was only gone for two days but yeah no when you get back i don't know i was driving back and i was listening to someone talk about how much they love they have for their partner And I was like, Mm. literally getting teared up while driving back, thinking like, "Wow, this person really does love me for just just my who I am." And I don't know, just like the love. I was thinking Uh. about the love she has for me, not how much I love her, but like, how can someone love me so much? And I was just like driving, like, 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 man, she fucking loves me. (laughs) I just
4: had that too. It's sad to say that I just let that in after nine years with this person or like going through so many different phases of our relationship. But I just had that too of like, I think, you know, I hate to speak in like, you know, F boy Island talk, but at the end of the day, his walls are coming down and so are mine because I had to bring my walls down first. I did not realize in my relationship that I was the one that is avoidant and scared of commitment and scared of forever and scared of, like, I think that I got into this archetype talk about archetypes now on Spotify but I got into yes, the me. archetype of the girl that is like why doesn't this guy want to marry me I want to get married he's afraid of commitment like it's easy to play that character where you know even on my reality show it's like I was pursuing Chris he doesn't want to get married it's just a if that's a, a role I play but I'm the one that is creating this vibe from him that that then makes me this desperate character i'm setting the stage for that like if you 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 don't realize like you can create the narrative about yourself that you want by
6: having people like and it kind of showcases you yeah like like i was listening to the same thing but like like you can make up not make up a story but you can make a story where it's like my mom did this so then i'm um, like this and maybe you like for me like maybe i'll even like you could exaggerate it or whatever to make yourself
4: To so give be you an excuse, more for you yeah, you excuse for why you the way you are excuse for who you are you're not a bad person you're not like yeah yeah it's someone yeah. else this is why we'll be right back this. and we'll investigate
0: this more right let break You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors.
1: You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Girlbomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the sassy Girlbomb grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional-grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girlbomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you.
4: Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer, and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does, and it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time, you want it to look really good, and you want it to, like, stand the test of time in terms of, like, fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince, because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year-round. know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C, Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, we think so head on over to hulu and start streaming today now we're talking
2: this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
4: Yeah, we were talking about love and feeling loved before we went to break. And, yeah, I'm just starting to be like, oh, my God, this person, because I was so depressed last week and he was so, like, I just kept telling him, like, get run away from this. Like, who wants to be with this? Like, how could you possibly want to be around such a negative Nelly? And, and like,
6: I just picture him on top I of mountain in Iceland, like, yeah. like he's in ice, having the time. He's yeah. like holding up like a like a stake that he used to climb the mountain, and he's like, yeah. And you're on the other end, like I just don't understand. I, was, I did Kimblet, like, like, and he's like, go back to your
4: friends. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I run away from me, and I wasn't trying to push him away. I was really like, this. Just check back in when I'm a better person. Like, just forget you have a girlfriend because this is not fun to deal with, and there's nothing you can do. What was his response? And he was just like, he just was like, I am not going anywhere. I don't oh. care. Like, this is this is it. Like, this is I. This is what you are, and like, it's just the way it is. Like, it was almost kind of like sickness and in health. Like, I, I. It's, yeah. And he thrives in that state too like it's a he's he likes being there for me in those times and just not having to fix it but just like listening being there it's um I think it makes him feel closer to me when I can be you know really honest about how shit like how bad I feel and I sometimes go because I remember in our relationship prior like I would talk bad about myself or I would say I'm so like ugly or whatever I was struggling with Uh, and Mm -hmm. i would be like i remember him maybe he didn't say it but i just remember someone being like when my partner talks like that about themselves like why would i want to be with someone that doesn't even like themselves like what do you think of me if i'm with you and i think whether he said that or i heard that somewhere back then it's not the way he feels now like he the love we have for each other it's i could say anything bad about myself and it's not going to make him go oh, I never saw that about you. I was always kind of scared yeah. of revealing something that's like, now you're going to see the real thing and now you're going to run away. It's like, he's, I could become, you know. A, he accepts a, like, you. I could be in an I acid like- attack and have no face and he would still be attracted to me. He would still want, yes, he accepts me. And, I feel and like that really confounds me though.
6: Oh. I'm kind of uh, similar, I think, to you in a way where I, I don't, like to ask for help i don't like people helping me a lot until it like gets to the point where like i need all the help sometimes and like until i feel it's like just so much with that you you're, like, you're so strong yeah. in so many ways where it's like this person doesn't need anything at all and then it's like no i do and but because i think like some people like go oh you could help me today like like it's like little increments of help <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean yeah and so then it's like and that's Chris's love up. language. Yeah, he likes yeah. to be
4: of service. He, li- he and it makes him feel good. It makes anyone feel good to help out others. I always talk about it. Whenever I'm, if you're depressed out there, the number one way to get out of it, and I should have told myself this past weekend, but I was not. You know, depressed people are not in a state to figure out things that'll make them feel better because the problem with depression is that you convince yourself this is the state that you should this is reality and anything to get you out of it would be an illusory dreamlike world where you don't want to be one of the sheep you want to know how bad life is and so you get stuck in it so i really don't want to take advice but anytime i'm just like can we stop talking about me can i just like hear about your life and like give you some advice like helping someone else takes you out of it mm-hmm. but he um he loves doing that shit and i think that um I just need to get depressed more often for our relationship. No, it's it was really like, I don't know. I was just like, sometimes it does strike me where, it's the same thing with when my mom says she loves me and I go, but why? Like I want actual, I want information about what you love about me because I feel like, I want to hear like, You're, you make me feel this. Like I get it from my friends, but sometimes I feel like, you know, when people just love you, um, Unconditionally The way that You know Brenna loves you unconditionally The way you're talking about Where it's just like Oh my god Someone like deeply loves me In a way mm-hmm. that like My mom does Just cause I exist yeah. And I'm that person Like That's what I'm replacing it, Like That's what you get a partner for I believe Is because your parents die And that unconditional Someone Who Is supposed to love you unconditionally Is going to leave this earth And you need to replace them With someone else That is just like I'm in it I'm family and I have that from my friends, but I'm really starting to feel that like, okay, I just have I stop questioning why Chris loves you, even though he puts up with all the stuff that you think makes you unlovable. Just surrender yourself to the fact that he does. And it's just like the way your dad or your mom loves you. Like it's it's that deep now that there it doesn't need definition. It doesn't need evidence and proof.
5: I would fine tune that and take out puts up with, to accepts?
4: Well, the, I guess I'm saying, I am sa- I was saying puts up with to be the most negative version of myself in that scenario, but you're absolutely right, accepts, but you're right. But in my most negative state, I go, God, what am I offering him except like, I know sexually, like I blow it out of the park every fucking time, but like yeah. that is not enough to keep a relationship going. And it's certainly, I know him enough to know that like it takes more than that. So sometimes I'm like, what is he getting out of this? And um, and I think that that just is me needing to, I do need to know more of like, I need to know what I do that makes him feel s- like he loves me so much so I can do more of it. And I figured out that with men, just from reading Reddit, really, and <laughs> having male friends, but really Reddit, and I've talked yeah. about this before, men are starved of hearing what they mean to you, what, how, complimenting them about their personality, their looks like men are so thirsty for it. And I think that in the past with Chris, I was so, I watched Jerry Maguire last night and I'm like, Oh my God, this is our relationship. Like if you remember that movie, I was up till three watching it. I'm just going through all my favorite movies when Harry met Sally, Jerry Maguire. And it's so interesting to see these movies from an adult lens because in that movie, I thought Renee Zellweger and Jeremy Maguire liked each other equally and then it just didn't work out. But she was so in love with him, put him on a pedestal, would do anything to make it work. He did not love her in that way because he wasn't capable of it. And also, she, he shouldn't have because she loved him blindly. So he didn't actually feel – you can't love someone that you go, I don't really – this person loves me and they don't really know me. He didn't feel seen because he didn't let his walls down. She shouldn't have loved him that way. So eventually she says to him, like, this was a mistake. It was my fault. I, I thought I could love us enough for both of us, and it's not the case. So then they get, you know, they separate, and then he finally, you know, lets his walls down and, like, and loves her, and it kind of happens a little too quick for my taste upon second viewing, but it's a movie, and they got to get it under two hours um, <laughs> because they used to respect your time back in the 90s with movies. But I just feel like um, I used to want Chris to love me so much And just get that like I love you that I um that I didn't leave him space to actually do it. And I think once and now I'm so cagey about putting too much love on him because I used to not get it back enough. Like I used to be like, I love you so much and then he'd be like, Love you too. You know, like it he was Mm -hmm. trying to match me to be polite, but I can tell it wasn't the same as what I was feeling or but the truth is I didn't love him in that way. Yeah, yeah. And so he was reacting the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, like, but now I feel like I need I'm, to be I'm more effusive about, about my feelings because he but loves like, it. I,
6: I think with Jerry Maguire and I think maybe even with you a little Show bit, it's money. like, but honestly, kind of. Like he, Jerry Maguire, like the whole point of the movie is like he searched for, you know, as many clients as possible and being a ruthless agent and his career was fucking everything. And that's where he found his happiness is signing the most money and, and all this like ego stuff. And I feel like with you where you've like, you couldn't, you had your head down so much for your career this whole time that like, how could you love someone if you're that focused on... You know, finding happiness in your career and finding and from the and, outside, yeah, from, from yeah, 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 outside of course. validation of course. that
4: is so and that doesn't mean anything. And at the end, but of the, you, you the have to go through
6: it to learn that it's kind of like the monkey in the yeah. middle with Noah's like nephew. It's like he doesn't know that, like, oh, this he never. You experienced so many highs in this business already, and you're going to only get more. But it's like trying to feed that like whatever like that validation yes. from outside I really related
4: to that movie Yeah, you're right Yeah, I, yeah, I, I related to her and him and fucking Cuba Gooding Jr well, she has I mean blonde I related hair. to it all
6: Yeah, and the, <laughs> and the baby boy wears glasses and has blue eyes and weighs eight head, I don't know even why they had eight eight to make pounds. her
4: 26 though I would have liked to see this woman be a little bit older in his age he's 35 and she's 26 and I'm like well couldn't she have been 34 in the movie like I'm glad they cast her and it was probably based on that but like I don't need her to be so young and but it it makes sense because she's maturity wise they're kind of at the same place because he's so stunted from having this like career and she's grown up more because she's a single mom so it does make sense but man I just feel like um do boys do men I should say Mm -hmm. like boys to men it's I think that you if you want more from people you got to give it first like you got to be the one to like if I I, and I think that I've just been so cagey about showing like being so loving to Chris because I used to not get it back that if I give him that again, he won't give it back. But our relationship is different now. It's like I'm dating a different person. So I have to be, I want to be more effusive because he seems to really respond to it. And then I get it back and it's like, oh my God, whoa, this is, I think I've just been so, it's like, yeah, it's like exactly like the monkey in the middle thing of like I got tackled too much early on with the same person and I didn't get back and it hurts so much that I don't want to give up anything now and I'm more cagey with my feelings and I just have to I have to realize like uh, I got to do the uncomfortable thing if I want to get that back
6: well what's so cool about well life in general but with relationships like let's say nine, nine nine times in a row the person doesn't respond how you want them to respond and then, but then like, let's say, you know, the eighth and ninth time you finally speak up and you go, okay, this isn't working like this, like whatever, like you got to change. And then the 10th time they actually like change. Yeah. It's not like life. You're like, whoa, they're going to go back to you. You're like, okay, this is who they are now. And and this is great. And let's go from here. Like that's I like that. You know, it, it's hard too. Well, you know because what I mean? they like will regress like in life. Like
4: you will relapse. You will have those moments where you go back to the sure. first nine times you were doing it because that is so ingrained in us. And it and by the time we're thirty five, I'm learning this from this book that I actually am finishing. You guys, um, breaking the habit of being what? yourself by Joe Dispenza. Nice. <laughs> I have so much to say about it. I want people to read it because I want to make fun of it so badly. Joe Dispenza. Okay, it's, I'll read it? it.
6: The life of a mafioso. It's so
4: and you gotta listen to his meditations. <laughs> (laughs) because i love this guy's writing so much but joe if you're listening Mm -hmm. your meditations are fucking insane and i can't i just need you guys to do one of his meditations (laughs) on youtube and just so i can make fun of it we can talk about it um and see if you can get through it because i could not um but (laughs) what you're saying is um yeah like i i actually was on a run recently and i told chris because we were doing we were just on such a good stretch of loving each other so much and i He's like, hey, if you put in this effort that the things I need from you, the, my love language, if you work towards doing these things that for you, you just don't think like, why would that matter to him? But it does. Like, you need to understand these do. So please do. And I said the same to him. And I said to him, I was on a run recently and I was like, oh, I got to tell him this analogy of our relationship is going to be like a run, a long run where I'm like, I'm not going to stop running but there are going to be stretches of it where it looks like I'm walking almost like there's going to be times where I'm never going to give up. I'm giving you that promise. Like I obviously haven't yet, but just know that my, I'm not going to always be sprinting. It's not always going to look that impressive and it's going to look, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to walk like, you know, if you, if you go on a run, if you're a runner and you start walking, you don't run again. I mean, it's rare where you go, I'm going to just take a break and get some water and then you get up to a pace again. Once you stop, you're kind of like, well, I'm going to stop my app, Nike Run app, and then they say something, you know, like, hey girl, you got out there today and every run is just a little change in the penny jar and someday you're going to cash out and you're like, that is insulting. Um, It's like Usain Bolt being like, whoa, I saw you out there today. You almost caught up to me. I got to watch my back and you're like, stop this condescension but um that's how it feels like i just don't want to stop running and it might look like Mm -hmm. i'm one of those old men who runs like they're throwing a baseball where they're just like limping like the old man in town that you would see running on the side of the road constantly it might look like that and i told him i was like chris i am always going to i'm not gonna walk i'm not gonna sit down i'm not gonna give up on this run i gotta complete it but it's gonna be it's not going to be perfect. I'm going to forget dates that you tell me to save. I'm going to schedule things sometimes without thinking about you. Um, I'm going to forget stuff, um, but I don't want to forget it. And my intention is not to, but mm-hmm. I'm going to slip up again. And it's, does that, is that kind of like what you're saying about? I that? almost
6: feel like I'm, th- well, I'm thinking about with the run analogy, like the tortoise and the hare. Like, I feel like you're very hair, like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. with your life. Cause your life is fast moving and it's hard to pay attention to things. So it's yeah. like maybe run like a little,
4: well, I like, want to do that with everything. Keep,
6: I'm so excited about this throat surgery
4: because it is going to <laughs> make me, I cannot that, yeah. talk. So I will be listening constantly. I will just be observing. It will be a completely almost meditative experience. I want to get quiet and calm and slow. I need to like, Purposely,
6: Yeah, I think your life the last 16 too. years has been... Your life has been on 1.8 speed or I, maybe maybe 2.5. I yeah, need to talk so, slower.
4: And that is actually for my vocal health.
6: Remember vacation? No, because you've never been on one. Oh, I thought you meant the movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, not yeah. the movie. No, no, no <laughs> I'm just saying like your vacations are even work. <laughs> you know, like you just haven't let yourself because you've had no trips in let your brain I think go. but for 2 for days for 2
5: days but, yeah they're always this so is, short <laughs> yeah
4: this is the best thing it, <laughs> i would not have been able to do this break where i don't do any podcasts i don't do like i just posted a tweet yesterday that said oh, normalize yes. free time as not something that means i sh-. it was something about like I'm just available. because i have free time doesn't mean that is i'm available yeah. like free time does not yeah. equal oh we should like some press interviews in here or like because there's always something I can put in there and the only way that I was Look, able to get actual free time, time is to have That's my
6: nice bumper turn into
4: Ariel and to have Ursula take my voice. Yeah. I'm calling Dr. Zytel's Ursula because he's taking my voice from me and I have to figure out I ha- it's the only om- because otherwise if I let's say I took a break from the road and was like I can't go on the road like I pull a Jonah Hill and I go it's giving me anxiety. I'm not doing this part of my life. There's always something else I can do I could do Zoom interviews. Mm-hmm. I could like, but when you can't talk, it really is like, I think it's gonna make me a better guitarist because, man, I gotta figure out how that. to express like, myself in that way.
6: Together, together we're like Ariel because you can't talk anymore and I have a tail. So,
4: <laughs> <laughs> can I be Sebastian? <laughs> and you brush your hair with a fork. Uh, yes, you can be Sebastian. <laughs> um, I was talking to Anthony Jesselnik no, last there's night. There's no and wiggle he was like, room
6: anymore. You know what I mean? Like, there's no wiggle room for you ben, with this no voice. No, thing. there's not. Like, you have no option. That's what I love about you. It. Have no it's options. like
4: literally being thrown yeah. in prison. And I'm like, I there's nothing. It's like um, bondage that I talk about where it's like you get to be lazy in bed and it's forced laziness. Like, I don't, no one gets to say I'm lazy in bed. I'm like, I'm tied up. I can't move. It's not my fault. Um,
6: Is there any part of you, though, that goes, like, any part of your ego where you're like, even without a voice, I'm still gonna fucking do a, a special, or not a special, but you know, like, like you're gonna figure out something. Oh, yeah, this to do work. People wise. are going
4: to actually <laughs> do. I know that people are gonna steal my idea and have their vocal cords fixed because there's so many people with damage. Nearly everyone who sings has. Damage. No, no, I'm
6: just talking about you. I'm just, I'm no, just because saying, like, I'm going the to three accomplish weeks, so like, much
4: during it. It's yeah, going yeah, to make yeah, people yeah, go. Yeah, well, yeah. what this? It's you know, like when Mulaney quit drinking. That was I was like that's his special sauce like i I need to do Mm -hmm. what this guy does because he's on a next level and i do believe this is going to take me to a next level not comedically necessarily but it's what Mm -hmm. my intention for it is to find like the artist i want to be after this and and to shift into like who i want to just find who i want to be after this and i'm going to My intention is to pull a Hannibal Burris and reinvent myself as another artist and to like start over. I really want to do it. I I cannot sing as myself. I don't want to be a singer songwriter as Nikki Glaser. That's a comedian. That is a TV host. I want to get like, I'm going to do a, it's so fun. I'm going to do like a character name and be, because when I started doing comedy, I was thinking about it because I'm trying to write songs right now and I'm like, I cannot, this is so hard to do. I keep saying I can't do it. But when I first wrote jokes, I, I just was like, what would Sarah Silverman write? Just write for Sarah Silverman. So I need to create, right now I'm kind of like, okay, write for Taylor Swift, write for Dua Lipa. Like if you had to turn in the song to them, ooh, what would it be? And that's an easier way, mm-hmm. but I need to invent a character for myself that is me, that is, and I'm waiting for what that is. And I think it's, I just, the name has to like find me. So I'm, my intention is like, I come out of this and I know, yes. and I'm not gonna reveal, I don't think I'm gonna reveal, who it is because i want to become famous in um in my own right without any help from my current career and i cuz people will always say if you get famous and you know michael jordan maybe not would not have made the baseball team if he wasn't michael jordan and they gave him an extra like let's just see what this guy's got you know like what
6: mm-hmm. well, yeah, they wanted to sell t shirts, yeah, or whatever. He, made the he actually probably the would, games. but he'll
4: never know because he went in as Michael Jordan and people can always say, No, they gave him an extra shot because he's Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm comparing myself to him, I'm just saying, I don't want anyone to be able to say she's actually not good. I want people to go, I want people to go, That girl, whatever my you know, name is, is so good, and they go, Do you know that's Nikki Glazer? Hannibal Burris is doing it with his rap career, he has to. Um, he started this new. I forget the name of the.
6: He's good. And he's great. I listened to his freestyle the other. He's amazing. Day. It was like, did you hear the freestyle on? Uh,
4: um, the I Sway, saw him. Yes, on Sway. Yes, on Sway. It was so good. I mean, that guy's a genius. I mean, uh, artist, and it it makes sense. Like, comedians are. Uh, that's what Sway was saying. They're. I think it was Sway. It was someone who was interviewing. I don't think it was Sway actually, but it might have been on a show. Was saying to Hannibal, comedians are good at being artists and like they can bridge that stuff like look at Jamie Foxx did you hear Jamie Foxx's Trump I saw that
6: yeah it was incredible (laughs) it
4: was that guy is uh, probably the most talented person alive Yeah, Jamie Foxx Oscar winner Grammy winner it's one thing to do the
6: voice while also being so clever with like things throwing oh my god when they go that's how they get
4: you that's how they get you because he was like yeah so what is your favorite uh, death row uh, artist and he was like (laughs) i see what he did there that's it. like the way you guys gotta watch the impression he did of trump because it is number one almost deep fake levels of like two uh two spot on you know um someone was talking about how deep fakes are not funny who was it oh we were talking to um we were talking about kyle dunnigan doing impressions and how it's really funny the filter he puts on his face to do impersonations if it was a deep fake with that voice it's too looks too much like them that it doesn't make it funny. You need to be a little bit off mm-hmm. to parody it, mm-hmm. and that is what how good Jamie Foxx's is is that it sounds so much like him. I mean, it is. I I have keep watching it. I'm like this guy is the most talented person ever, and I never even saw a Ray.
6: I mean, he didn't either. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> so. <laughs>
4: that reminds me of the best line of the show maybe ever is when i go how do you know what your asshole looks like and you were like how does stevie wonder play the piano
1: yeah
6: Yeah, does he he know what the keys look like i don't think so that was one of the greatest
4: Uh, of all time
6: yeah you're gonna always know where your asshole is uh what but i think like what's crazy about that is obviously he's a black man he looks nothing like donald trump but like, some of these character actors can embody them where you're like, Oh, you don't even have to. If you're th- that yes. good at things, you don't even have to. Fucking, but the reason I'm good at crazy. comedy
4: is because I wasn't good enough at acting or singing to actually do. I would have been, I Same. would have been those things, right? Like, those are the avenues that you learn about early on to become famous, which is what I craved being on TV. And then comedy was the, the last thing I tried out of all of those things and it stuck. But the truth is what I didn't know then. And I talk about all the time is like, I just didn't work at those other things and comedy. I just got lucky the first time and had a good set. And so, and someone goes, I mean, I talk about it in one of my specials of like, all it takes to get a girl to blow you all the time is to be like, you're really good at this. Like make her feel special and then you'll do it forever. And that's why everyone has to be more heavy handed with compliments when you are impressed by someone. Because I, I was talking to, um, who was I talking to recently? Oh, uh the guy that's following me around for Esquire. His name's John McDermott. He's written um so much for Esquire. He's a great writer. And he goes, I mean, he can trace his becoming a journalist to one teacher going, you could actually do this for a living. That the one teacher saying mm-hmm. that. And like his whole career is based on this one person who believed in him. Um and I just didn't get that from singing and acting, whereas I got it with comedy. But the truth is it I could have come across someone that actually thought I was a good actress because I do have potential there, but I just never got in front of the right person to say that, or I would have been an actress because all that does is push you to then practice enough because you know you're good. You have it in your head that like I know, no matter how bad I suck, that person who I respect thinks I Mm -hmm. have it. So I'm
6: and you respect that unwavering. That's what
4: you need to become great is an unwavering confidence that I know I'm good. Somewhere in here I'm good. And if you don't have that going into something and and you also don't have the uh you haven't read a book like The Talent Code that talks about like talent is not born, it is practiced, you you will not get good at things. Like you need that. And especially at a young, impressionable age. I have it now for myself. I realize like I'm having a lot of epiphanies about being at an age where like I have to decide if I'm having kids. And I was like, what if I don't have kids? And if if let's say my ideal daughter is like, oh, she's like this Olivia Rodrigo, like emotional artist who's like knows herself, is like inspiring people, but like
6: Why can't that be you? Why
4: can't I give that same yeah like opportunity that I would give my daughter to facilitate to that yourself. to myself? Because mm. I don't have to mm-hmm. pay for swim lessons. I don't have to pay for dental appointments for my kids. I don't have to I I'm a, I can mother myself I can start over because also I think a lot of people don't pursue talents later in life because they have jobs, they have kids, they don't have time to spend hours it takes to get good at something. I'm not bragging, but I I have I don't have kids. I have jobs that I can actually walk away from in a responsible way. I've saved enough money. That's why Whitney last night was like you need to buy it. are you going to buy a house and I go no. I am going to keep living moderately because I need to finance my pop star career. <laughs> like I need to be like Miley Cyrus's, well not Miley Cyrus's mom, but like, you know, these young moms of like these young girls that go like, we're going to move out of Ohio, move to LA and fucking take a shot. And I'm going to put bank all my money on my daughter pursuing her dream. I can do that for myself because I would do that for my daughter, no matter what she wanted to pursue. So it's a nice way to flip it in my head of like, if I don't have kids, I can mother myself. And 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 start over.
6: Yeah, there's something about there's something about uh like Hannibal doing rap, where the analogy, the thing is, is like a lot of rap is comedy, right? It's just like yes. one-liners that are like left turn So there, it's it's not it's not too far the bridge off from comedy. It's not so well. That's far why off. you're but good at freestyling.
4: You, you, it's the same kind of what like I'm saying, but, way you do. But comedy. my
6: point though is like if you go from comedy to singer songwriter. Where it's a heart and emotional, and you're, and you yes. have to really, it's it's a bigger leap in it a is. way from going comedy. to Well, rap I've already faced or, the backlash of, the, of being
4: like trashed yeah. about my Bob Saget song, and exactly that's,
6: and my, that's my point. And that's why I'm like. like
4: I gotta kill off Nikki Glazer singer. Like Matt Pond is releasing some songs with his new band, The Natural Lines, which they have a new song out. Mm-hmm. I really implore everyone to add it to their Spotify because it's my friend and that Say
6: one more time, The Natural, Natural Lines, Lines in right? the new
4: song is The Problem yep. Is Me. I recorded that song. He wrote that song for me to record and I recorded it, and so I know it already. It's such a good song. He did such a better job with it, obviously. It's I've been playing it nonstop. It's called The Problem Is Me. I put it on my Instagram story yesterday. But that um what was I going to say? I he's going to release some of the songs, I think St. Lou, which is the song that was on my um show and um this other song still not still summer. I forget what it was called. Uh, Endless summer. We're going to release those two on a record next May and he's getting together all this record design and and it said Nikki Glazer with the Natural Lines and I'm like, "Can you just do the Natural Lines featuring Nikki Glazer?" Like, I don't want This is the old me and like mm-hmm. she had a she had a voice Things are great. The songs are great, but I gotta, I'm gonna reinvent. And, um, and so that people, so that I can, if people go, Oh my God, Nikki Glazer's singing, it's so embarrassing. I'm gonna go, No, she's actually Nikki Glazer's not singing. She, Nikki Glazer does comedy. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, George Funk is singing. I don't even know what my name is gonna be. It might be like a boy's name. I honestly am like, I get to be anyone I want. And it's so cool because it's also like, Having a baby, you get to, like, name yourself. Like, I know this sounds very transy, um, and I mean that in the best way, but, like, I get to create a new person. And maybe that's just what I'm thinking now I'm going to do.
6: I feel like... But I, I want to be yeah, a new I'm person
4: th- with this with I'm persona. I'm thinking what,
6: like... Because Garth Brooks, obviously... Yeah, Chris Gaines. With Chris Gaines, it was a little much because he went to, like, straight hair. And it was like... he no, I can't he straight re- my hair. <laughs> he just, like... <laughs> For, by the way, I love that album. I listened to it when I had mono and I was crying in a fraternity house writing poems. So like, yeah. it means a lot to me. But but I'm just trying to. Think, <laughs> did you know like, it was Garth Brooks? Like I forget look.
4: how he did that.
6: Uh yeah but, yeah there was like is that Garth Brooks? Like, it it definitely was it like didn't this is anyone. it was Sasha
4: Fierce like I'm Beyonce but this is my alter ego. Z- Ziggy Stardust. like Yeah. Uh, yes, Bowie.
6: Yeah. I, I believe that's how it was. All, the only thing he changed was straightened his hair and he had like a little soul patch. I
4: might here. do wigs. Like, like I, do wi- I want to do wigs. I want really, I'm like, like, I can't, I don't want to look like myself. I want to sing um, totally like, maybe do like a Dead Mouse thing, like in a fucking helmet or something. <laughs> you know, like, I want.
6: And the character gives freedom. I eventually you an ability will take it off once freedom.
4: I know who this person is. But I might daft punk it of like, I don't want. Me, I want people to go like I want to be. I want to disappear into it, and I don't want anyone to know it's me. But I also it's like show can't less shut face and fuck more up. Tips. So I probably will end up just being like <laughs> Hannibal about it. Of like, don't judge this person. She's a new artist. It is me though. You know, but that's the trick is like yeah. you got to create a uh, per- separate persona.
6: I love picturing you, though, doing the podcast with the Daft Punk helmet on. I mean, I,
4: <laughs> I basically do that on days where like, my eyes look like, like you shit forget. with the sunglasses. <laughs> that is another forget, thing. No like, hair and makeup. forget, like, the That's what I love about Sia. I don't know if people know this, uh. but Sia did not put on a wig and sing with her back to the camera because... She was felt like she was ugly or embarrassed. Like maybe those things were with those self esteem stuff. She didn't want. She wanted to have a normal life where everyone didn't know it was her everywhere she went. And so she purposely did that to be separate than, from the artist. Anya said to me recently that Sharon Stone was always like, when people talk about Sharon Stone in the tabloids, that's not me. Yeah. I'm a different person. Um, she didn't have to give herself a different name, even though Sharon Stone is an amazing, you know, pseudonym. But I got to come up with a, a new name which who knows if it's going to be like kesha or it's going to be like two names or it's going to be i don't cincinnati sue uh andrew's frozen again but we'll be right back with andrex
0: hacks is back for season three and so is the official hacks podcast in each episode hacks creators lucia and yellow paul w downs and jen stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the emmy winning comedy series
3: elevate your grooming game with conair girl bomb available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you
2: this is it your moment this is your time to make your comeback with purdue global when you come back with a purdue global degree you create opportunity for yourself your family and your future it's a degree you can be proud of a degree that employers will trust and respect Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu.
4: Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother, We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking.
2: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
7: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. (laughs)
0: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
4: All right, we're back. Let's get to Thanthrax. <laughs> Hell yes. Let's hear what the Bussies have to say this week.
5: So many good voicemails. Uh, let's start off with Alyssa.
8: Hey, Nikki, Noah, and Andrew, I love you all. Uh, bestie for life since the beginning, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I work in a an, uh, <laughs> restaurant, and I was listening to the Horsehead with Blend Glebe episode about how um, <laughs> sometimes the customer's not always right in everything, and I just want everyone to know that, like, what we do in my restaurant to get through it is we kind of poke fun to the customers without them knowing um, we have yes. this thing called LHC, and that means lick her cunt, or lick his cock. And that means going above and beyond, but like kind of being sarcastic about it. So it's like, oh my god, yes, I'd love to get you an extra cider ranch. abso fucking shit like that. <laughs> um, and then we also do this thing where when people leave, instead of saying take care, we say dick hair. It kind of sounds the same, and it's just a Ooh. little way for us to laugh and keep things light.
2: Because
8: um, <laughs> honestly, the restaurant industry sucks right now, and yeah, but we're there for a reason. We love our jobs, and it's fun. It's great money. Get out there to restaurants. If you're a good it. person. Anyways, I love you all,
4: and uh, love you,
8: Jack
4: Rabbit. Jack Rabbit. Um. Love that. Oh, yeah, so I really funny. implore people if you got expendable cash and you like dining out, get out there, be nice to your weight staff, tip a lot, um, help them out because it's I think it is a bad it's a struggle out there right now in customer service. Entitled people, it's just be, something's changing culturally where people are just were are so mean. But I love these little tricks. The L wait, what is it? L- <laughs> lick lick H L H C lick his cock. What's it lick his cock? No, don't spit in your people's. Food, I would but love yeah. to
6: get you another ranch. Oh my Aww. gosh,
4: so funny. Yes. Oh, you're just being so nice that they kind of know you hate them. That's good. I used to say um, you could say to someone, have a good one, and they don't oh. know that you mean death. Like to you, it can mean death. You know, like yeah. you can make it for you. They don't know. You sound like you're being nice. Have a good one. Or, like, I just, just
6: love, I just love, like, dick have hair. you a good cry
4: later, you sad take, bitch.
6: Take care, dick hair. I, I kind of see how, it, but Stick I can see people in their car being like, go Did on. they say dick hair, dick hair?
4: Did they? It was like that when, we, when I went to Six Flags with my dad once when we were kids, and the guy goes, All right. And we go to the ticket counter or whatever. He goes, All right, get your ass in the park. Um, and we, my dad goes, What? And he goes, Get your ass in the park. And my dad goes, did you say get your ass and he goes no i said welcome to jurassic park it was like because it was raining outside and he was like making yeah. a joke that it was like r- really ominous weather and um we laughed we loved it because it was we were young and it was like that guy just said get your ass in the park it was so fun i love those
6: we had a moment on the cruise where this, this girl would come around and she had a she goes silver silver in the glass silver in a glass and we're like silver in the glass. And we're all like silver what the fuck? Glass. What Souvenir a oh. mm-hmm. <laughs> But like, one of the- those things with your family, you go nuts. Like, it was oh, like the yeah. funniest thing bit of a little bit of a little bit of a My favorite of of
4: those is in Amy's movie Snatched with Goldie a where they check into little hotel, of a little comes up a little with of like, a little these little glasses of a like, uh, smoothie, and a "Welcome, welcome." Uh, and she's well. like, whale-cum? And it looks like, and, and he's like, welcome. And she's like, oh, no, she takes a step, and he's like, he goes, welcome. And she's like, Pff. and it's like, it's, it's like this Hawaiian resort, and she thinks it's whale-cum. I thought I, that was one of my favorite ones.
6: She's like, I'll have um, a large.
4: <laughs> Venti, please. <laughs> uh, Blow hole. Um, all right, next, Phanthrax. All right, just saying words. Okay, Hey, Nikki,
7: Andrew, and Noah, this is your bestie, Stephanie, from San Francisco. You know where Andrew had to get a new pair of shoes right before walking onto his set. I actually watch (laughs) y'all's show on YouTube, and after I watch the current show, YouTube will just randomly place on an older episode, and it um, (sighs) replayed. Episode 160, which is with Anya Maria, and she is talking about a bikini being lost in New Jersey through USPS, oh, yes. and oh, yeah. she <laughs> wasn't going to have it for Mexico, and I just now, all of a sudden, need um, insight. I need the, the follow-through. I need the end of the story. I need I need the plane landed. What happened to the bikini? I'm going to have trouble sleeping tonight if, um, if I don't find out. Was, was Anya Maria naked? was she able to resurface in her brand new bikini in Mexico? All right. I I love you guys so much. I'm proud to be a bestie. Um, don't be cut. And Jack Antonoff. Bye.
4: Um, love it. Jack Antonoff. Um, this is a new kind of because I like where people, cause there are a lot of loose ends on the show. If you need some kind of closure, please ask for it yeah. and we'll give it to you. The closure here. I think Noah has the answer. Yeah. So
5: I reached out to Anya this morning and she goes, yes, I got it back eight months later. Now I'm selling yes. it on eBay. It's brand new, extra small. It's been on sale for months. No bites. Well, we got to get her name
4: on eBay so people can check it out.
6: Yeah. And, and by the way, she did have a bikini
4: in the Hamptons that is so cute and perfect. And I believe it's from the same company because it was Italian. So maybe she got an extra, but it is very cute. So um, yeah, try to find that. I don't know the brand or anything, but that eight months later, Jesus Christ. Um, glad we Hand-made. glad we tied up that string bikini. <laughs> um, great, great Franthrax. Next up. All right, here's a story from Megan.
6: Hey, Nikki, Andrew,
4: and Noah. Um,
9: My name is Megan, and I was calling because a few weeks ago you had talked about the awkwardness of like watching a movie where the same situation is happening and it's awkward between the people watching. Um, In college, our friend's dog had just died, so we knew going into Pet Cemetery that it was going to be a little weird, but we kind (laughs) of thought we'd like laugh our way through it. We didn't know that in the movie, the they get burned alive, um, and her brother had been burned alive and had died that way. And instead of turning it off and being mature and looking at her and saying, oh my God, I'm so sorry. We were all like, in our early 20s. We... Just watched the whole thing and then, like, silently filed out of the apartment. Oh, and it was never oh, mentioned. And I still oh, am mortified that that happened. We never talked about it at all oh with her. God. Um, oh, God. So
5: sad. So maybe, she lost maybe her dog and her brother died? Her brother huh? was
4: burned alive.
5: But, but she also lost, him lost him her dog. dog. Yes, yeah, so right?
4: Like, she lost her dog. So it was already awkward that it was like, oh, the dog died. But they kind the of about knew going into, into it, they just didn't know yeah, about that's the burned okay. body. And then she also had this other tragic thing happen in her life that is ha- oh my Okay, wait, there's God. a little bit left.
9: It's awkward. Yes, yeah, okay. sorry. And then the I second bet. thing is is in the last episode you were doing your impressions of everyone and it clicked with me that you identify with a bird because you are like a bird that that mocks people. A parakeet oh. is that what they are or a parrot. So just noticed that, you. didn't know if you had made the connection of your impersonations. Um. Thanks. Yeah, that's
4: all I've got. Such a good point. Because I'm like a bird. Because I can only do two second impressions. Like birds don't really like go (laughs) places with their impressions. They just do like a couple words. Yeah, that's why. Okay, I really like that spin.
6: Uh, (laughs) I can't get over the burn thing now. Oh my god, that sucks so
4: much. It's so sad. And I mean, I've had things where it's like, you know, when I was anorexic, I remember just always just being so aware of watching anything that might make someone feel awkward about the fact that I'm struggling with this thing. Like, I don't want to watch something Mm. where someone gets called out for being anorexic because then my whole family is going to be like, it's the elephant in the room. Like, you know, being aware of things about me that like, yeah, if I lost my brother in a Fire, I would be so cautious, not about my own like trauma, but like of making, of people feeling sorry for me watching things. Does that make sense? Like worrying yeah, about that people are going to be mean, like, oh, my God, this is so awkward for Nikki. And being like, I think that's maybe part of my personality is just to take care of other people's feelings about my own trauma instead of my own. Because <laughs> it's easier yeah. that way. I mean, um,
6: next time, like one. maybe do look who's talking or something. I'm trying to think. the of. movie choice whoever chose the movie really. yeah next time
4: choose marley and me just go right there. <laughs> no, no one that's so gets burned alive in the it
1: dog well died, at least you're sticking though. with the
4: dog theme and you're not risking any like <laughs> complete family tragedies popping up <laughs> all uh, right final thought let's go to another okay uh this one comes from molly
7: you guys i am listening to episode 255 gibberish training bra and you guys are talking about (laughs) chin hairs and nipple hairs and how sorry to bring this up again noah but you had to shave the morning after like a hookup to like control the chin hair and i feel so seen i seriously have been so insecure about like i get like these like hairs like i guess it's basically like a sideburn and they grow so fast and it's so embarrassing and it makes me feel like a gross man and now I know that like Hala and Nikki and Noah like all have the same thing and I just I should have known this sooner but I truly feel so zine and I just had to call in and tell you guys
4: (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad oh my god because honestly there are these things that we keep we think other people don't have even though we have been exposed to so many people admitting their truths that you Mm -hmm. think There's still things about you that other people don't have, but you just keep whatever you got going. There is someone that has it. I'm so glad you felt seen by that. I was Um, just thinking of like another thing that you pointed
5: out. Yeah, please. That's like such like an embarrassing thing, but it happens to just about every woman, and that's like the little joint, uh, toilet paper in
4: our vaginas. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) that was a real big. Like that was learning seeing seeing those joints and realizing other women had them and those joints I was never been in this bathroom before so those have to be from another woman so other like it was a it was a moment for me in a stall when i saw those of like i know that this isn't just me i don't think i put it in the special but like even taking baths with my sister like my vagina just sucks up toilet paper i remember as being a kid in the bath with my sister and having to skim the top of the water to like collect the toilet paper that i had accumulated in my vagina that would be released in the bath as a child even my vagina was like just
6: swiffering
4: debris it was insane like i worked at Maybe like a you could like, use your vagina scum. to
6: clean up the ocean you know, like, <laughs> like go reverse. <laughs> like, God, I love the I'm, idea too of like, thank God for the internet and shows like ours, where we're very honest about our like vulnerabilities. God. What
4: did people do in the sixties when day, you had to you hide just, everything?
6: No, you were just a bearded woman in the circus, like back in the day.
4: Like, <laughs> if you embraced it, otherwise <laughs> yeah. you just didn't leave their house. Yeah, but there's still things. I there's I gotta I gotta think there's something that I even me that I am struggling with, I'm sure there's something that I can't even go to in my head because it's oh, so yeah. in the recesses of like, I will never tell anyone that, that other people listening right now, you struggle with it too, thinking no one else does. I know there's something like, that is my goal in life is to get all of those things out of me and like be able to admit them freely to free up any kind of like, you know, just even talking about, um, it was so nice. I ran into a bestie. Maybe it wasn't a bestie. Yesterday, I taped a, a filmed a TV show, and the woman that was like my onset, you know, contact was like, I saw, you, I just saw you last night at Supernova. Your pedophilia bit was so fucking good. I never thought I'd tell someone that, but I love your pedophile jokes, and I, I think that is where I'm kind of getting into it. Of like, I, I've had to be like wait what if i am a pedophile like you have to ask yourself that question at some point of like what if i'm a murderer or like you know we all have these dark thoughts of like oh my god i just thought of pushing that person in front of traffic like am i Mm -hmm. a psychopath or like i think a lot of times guys i think i've heard guys admit when it used to be a thing that carried more shame even though it still does uh for many people about being gay that men have to go like am i gay like and give it a real serious thought of like do i even want to Explore that because if I let that out, is it going to make me gay? And I think that you know, my joke. I go, you know, I'm talking about my nephew wanting to shower with me and saying to him, like, or saying to my sister, like, no, he can't because what if I molest him? And like saying that puts it out there that like I've questioned, like, but like it could it be in me? And that is something I would never have admitted to even thinking. Before, because it might mean that I am if I've had that thought. But now I know mm-hmm. intrusive thoughts like that. If anything, the fact that I'm worried about it means I'm not. And the fact, and I also know I'm not because you know you're a pedophile by the time you're 13. Like by the time you've reached puberty, if you're not real attracted to kids by then, you're not gonna be. So if anyone out there is ever worried about that, I've looked into it because I'm like, because I always just reason no one chooses to be a pedophile. So I don't want that to happen to me. You know, like what if you bump your head? Like what if no one knows the root cause of it? But I do know that, you know, if you are the unfortunate person to be attracted to children uh, and that's part of your brain, fuck, we talked about it before, but it's not your fault, but it is up to you what you do with it, which I hope isn't like, you know, are proactive and making sure you do not hurt anyone with it. But um, no one chooses that. And I think that there is a part of me that was always like, What if, like, I just got lucky that I'm not a murderer or not, I'm not homicidal or I'm not a psychopath. Like, you don't get to choose your brain, but I think that that was something that for a while I was scared to admit that I even thought, like, am I? Could Mm -hmm. I be this? Because it's, I'm so fascinated by it that, and then now I have a whole bit where it's like, people kind of go, why is she so into pedophilia? And I've talked about it before on the show, but it's like, well, girls are into murder podcasts and you don't go, she's a murderer it's like no i'm
6: just you know disgusting mm. for like thinking it or or, like enjoying it i'm just
4: my new joke is i'm a pederisto you know how they call like the girls people that are fans (laughs) of my favorite murder podcast are called like murderistos so i'm trying to make it like a cute thing of like yeah but i just like to do it yeah um I, i guess i gotta work on that but it was nice there's stuff like that that i Even admitting on stage that I was the other woman in a relationship and I pursued a guy that had a girlfriend, that was something that I go, I'm gonna have to take this one to the grave because no one's gonna empathize with this. I'm a bad person. But even that, like, I know I'm not alone because I did the math on it. I'm like, if everyone says they've been cheated on, There's a lot more women that are the other woman on the other side of this than I'm hearing about. I mean, for everyone that's been cheated on, there's another woman. But why am I only hearing about women being cheated on? Why is no one talking about being another woman? It's because no one is admitting it because it's embarrassing and that you get villainized. But it's just as there's just as many women out there. My joke is, is it just me and Leanne Rimes fucking your boyfriends? And the funny part is I saw Leanne Rimes on a flight recently and I wanted to tell her about the joke. And be like, oh, you're mentioning my joke, but I, you know, I don't think we're there yet because I don't know her personally, and so I shouldn't probably comment on the fact that she's in a relationship with someone who was in a relationship with they met. Uh, I mean, which, I feel like
6: know. I feel like if you're looking back at it, there's like a difference, like a feeling of like I I was the other person. I acknowledge it. I'm coming clean about it. I don't know if I want to do it again in the future. I think the trick is to be able to do
4: it in the moment because then you can stop the behavior. Like if if you get on, I mean, that's the first step in all program stuff is like, I'm an alcoholic. Admitting that you Mm -hmm. currently are doing a bad thing, that is where you want to get to because the sooner you can address it, the sooner you can go, well, this is not who I want to be. But it takes that lag for me. It took a year and a half before I could admit on stage after I pursued a guy with a girlfriend that I did that. I wouldn't even reference it on a podcast, you know, because I did it. I was so ashamed of it. And now well, he because he signed
6: an NDA, didn't he? <laughs> well,
4: <laughs> I was going to try to make uh, a new acronym Us. out of NDA.
6: <laughs> I think it's uh, lick cunt uh, hair, dickhead, uh, or whatever.
4: Uh, uh, Nikki's doing adultery. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I, uh, and it is, I'm only able to talk about it not because I got space from it, which is maybe part of it. But because I'm not ashamed about it because I di- I thought about it enough and I go, I'm not a bad person because this happened. I made a mistake. I didn't do something that I'm proud of. I don't want to be that way anymore. But I'm not I'm not ashamed of it. I accept yeah. it about myself yeah. as a thing that I did that I don't want to do again. Um, and there's
6: millions and of other people that are flawed in the same exact way. Yeah, but they're so not if you've been the other woman
4: it. And everyone is making you feel bad about it in your life. And there's, no, there's nothing for you to listen. I mean, I, this is a part of what I want to do is like, there's no songs. When I was going through it and I was like pining for a guy with a girlfriend and I wanted someone to have a little bit of empathy for my situation, there's one fucking song for you. There's, it's Illicit Affairs by Taylor Swift. It's the only song written from the perspective that I could find of the perspective of the woman who knew the guy had a girlfriend and still went after him. And it actually has some empathy for her. But it's otherwise, most songs are like, bitch, you stu- took my man, fuck you. Or like, fuck you for cheating on me, you piece of shit. It's always written from that woman's perspective that got hurt by that woman, which is a valid place to be as well. Not invalidating that anger, although I do think it's misplaced on the girl often because you have to. If you stay with the guy that cheats on you, you have to make the woman who oh he cheated God. on the villain. Oh my God. Because you couldn't stay with the guy I- otherwise
6: should i just tell you oh, i'll tell you now yeah. there's this woman i gotta send you the article she put up a tiktok all these women were talking shit about her in her in her tiktok right she finds the women on instagram sees their husbands and starts dming their husbands and then shows the women that were talking shit <gasps> about them in the comments the receipts hus- of how the husband wants to fucking cheat on them oh boy you uh I don't know how I didn't send it to you. I was like this is this is fucking juicy. <laughs> I'm sorry
4: as fucking toxic and unhinged oh. as that is. Boy, oh, do I love so that.
6: Unhinged. It's so uh, unhinged. She made videos of it talking to dude, the woman dude reading the receipts. Wild. It's Wild It's
4: shit. so It's so good <laughs> and so bad. I don't I'm glad that I wouldn't do that, but man, I like that that's out there because what a way to show women like, fuck you. You are on your little pedestal making fun of me, judging me, and you think your life is perfect. That's what I want to do to all these people that ever comment about celebrities, including my fucking self. Whenever I have an opinion about someone, I want to go, who the fuck do you think you are having any <laughs> opinion about Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles relationship when you don't fucking know anything and you think you're perfect? No one is perfect enough to judge anyone. And this woman, man, you got to send that to me. That's good.
6: Uh, I got to find Maybe it. We'll post I'll it I'll on our it.
4: story. If, but that is that's diabolical. Um, thank <laughs> you guys so much for your th- fan throcks. great ones today. Um, we have one more week of shows Before I go on vocal rest um, Thank you for all your kind words this week When I was depressed We got through it Thank you to Andrew and Noah For putting up with me Or I, accepting me Is how I'll yeah, say that yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I really appreciate it You guys are the best And love all the fans All um, the besties And I'm gonna be in Vegas um, Vegas is how you say it Tomorrow night At oh, yeah. uh, the Virgin Hotel Christina if you wanna just do A last minute trip to Vegas Look at flights Come see me Meet and greets afterwards If you want to get a meet and greet Just um, DM me All caps Important And I'll see it And I'll give you free meet and greet If you buy tickets To come see me in Vegas At the Virgin Hotel uh, Theater uh, With Benedict Pelosi And uh, Anya Marina So that'll be tomorrow My last show Before I um, become An alter ego And if you have any ideas For my alter ego name Please send them my way as well Don't be cut And Jack, Jack. Be nimble Jack For me
6: virgin place and your voice will be new. A virgin and place. Just, and you're, you're going to have a always new voice performing after this. from a
4: virgin place.
3: <laughs> Born again. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a
4: retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Shit's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking.
6: If you dare.